Hey, I want to do this. I want to go over some of the corporate words, and then we're going to tie it into something. Today, I'm going to talk to you about living under the influence. Living under the influence. Pastor Patrick, the seven wells, the well of Beersheba, and the seven wells he articulated in the church was these beautiful wells, the, the well of equipping and imparting. Listen, we want Heart of the City Church to be armed and dangerous. Come on, lethal weapons against the kingdom of darkness. It's part of my job. The next well was the young dancing with the old. We're a generation church. I loved hearing that. We're, we're a generation church. The young dancing with the old. The third one was a well of worship. And we are a well of worship. Remember uh, the barefooted war- wonder over here, a warrior over here, come on, on the violin. We are a well of worship. The other one was a well of government, the well of business, so many business owners at heart of the city church, the well of apostolic. Listen, we're a sending church. We've planted two churches, and we plan, by the grace of God, to plant other churches and campuses. Why? Because we want to make a difference in our life. We want one of our portions, know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. When you plant a church or a campus, I'm going to tell you right now, you make a difference in a community or a state or a nation. The other one is a well of prophetic. We know that we're a prophetic people and we step out of the boat and I just encourage, matter of fact, at the conference yesterday I talked about uh, evangelism with the Holy Spirit and I kind of renamed it uh, prophetic evangelism. Why? Because we're a prophetic people. He'll pour out his spirit on all flesh. And then we heard Mark. Mark did something. He flipped something. Instead of the sound coming from the earth to heaven, I'm sorry, instead of the sound coming from heaven to earth, he flipped it, and it was the sound coming from earth to heaven. We had men's prayer yesterday, and it was glorious. And I tell you, there was a sound coming from the earth to heaven. This Saturday is women's. Come on, can I get a shout out from the ladies? And if you shout it out, you should come here and pray. You should. I've never been before. Well, that's a great reason why you should come. So it's a great time coming together, seeking God. But the scripture that he gave us was Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me, and I will answer you, and I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Let me say something. We had prayer times before the sound, by the way, and after the sound. Are you feeling me? Tuesday morning, Wednesday noon, Thursday morning. Men's prayer, Saturday mornings, the first Saturday of the month. Women's, the second Saturday of the month. And join us as we call. It is the engine room of the church. Seeking his face. If we seek, we're going to find him. I encourage you to stay on track with that. We have another night, uh, a prayer, uh, a night of prayer on April the 3rd. The first one was January 3rd. Now this one's April the 3rd. We had over 240 people come to the one in January. God is doing something in the area of prayer, and I encourage you to join us in April. And then, Jerusha. Feeling like rain. Being able to discern the times and the seasons. Hearing the rain, knowing the rain's coming before it ever hits us. What a beautiful beautiful word. And then Mark on the 11.11, I love this, Haggai 2.23, in that day, says the Lord of hosts, I will take you, Zerubbabel, my servant, the son of Sheatel, says the Lord, and I will make you like a signet ring, a ring of authority. 
You know, God's given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm you, but you got to walk in your God-given authority, or the enemy will try to kick your teeth in. He'll use it against you. That signet ring. And he had two words for it. Let me finish the scripture. You shall be like a signet ring, for I've chosen you, says the Lord of hosts, the authority. What was the two, two words that he tied into that scripture? What was it? Oh, come on, come on, come on. Stand down. Stand down, demon. Stand down, liar. Stand down, whatever you're faced with today. Well, I thought about those words, and they're all beautiful, and many, many, many other words. Pastor Jeffrey from New Life got a word. He was sitting right there, and then he went last Sunday and played it at his church. All the individual words, and what a wonderful time. But I was thinking, how are we going to walk out these words and see them to come to fruition, to believe the prophet and prosper, to stir the gift up inside of you. You have to live, listen to me, you have to live under the influence. It's not just a little influence on Sunday, or at the sound event, or occasionally. God wants you to live under the influence. The influence of what? The the influence of his anointing, The influence of the Holy Spirit. I want you to live under the influence. There's other influences out there. I like to watch cops sometimes. People get pulled over. How much you drink? Well, like two. It's kind of like common. Like one or two. It's like, I drank like two. It's like, yeah, two what, every 30 minutes? Or what, what did you do? Under the influence, you know what I'm saying? Some of us in this room knows what's that like. There's, there's that type of influence. I'm not talking about under the influence of alcohol today. But there's another influence, under the influence of love. I saw my wife, Radine. Man, it was like I drank a fifth of 100 grain alcohol. I was wasted. I was, I was drunk with love. Straight up drunk with, I mean, think about it. I'm out on the coast of California. I'm out on the beach by myself, I think, and I'm writing her name in the sand. Ain't nobody going to see it but probably me and Jesus, but I'm so drunk in love, man. Under the influence of love. Anybody ever been there before? Don't lie. Don't be lying up in church now. Paula Abdul, she wrote a song called Under the Influence. Listen to the words. I fell in love when I first spotted you among the crowd. Your eyes met mine, and that's when the room started spinning around. I couldn't breathe. I felt my knees getting weak. I could not think straight because you had my mind in an altered state. I'm under the influence of you. How many of you have been under the influence of love? I'm not talking about the influence of alcohol today. I'm not talking about the influence of love. I'm talking about the influence of the anointing of God and the power of 
the Holy Spirit. And there is an influence that he wants to have on you, not just a little influence on a Sunday morning or a Saturday night. He wants you not just to taste of the influence, but to live under the influence of his power and his anointing. Psalms 92.10 says, But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. That horn is like a, a, a flask, a flask full of oil. He wants you to be filled, and he wants you to be overflowing and living. I'm telling you, if you don't, you're going to be filled with all kinds of stuff of this world. Listen, listen. this world will influence you. Every day, TV, media, social media, news, you name it will influence you. You will be influenced. But God wants you to live under the influence of the anointing and his Holy Spirit and his presence. I want to be like the psalmist, man, full of fresh oil. Acts 2, we see this happening. So they were all amazed and perplexed and saying to one another, what could this, what could this, whatever could this mean? They're, they're, they've been influenced by the Holy Spirit. They've been invaded. They've been waiting 10 days in an upper room, 120 folks waiting on the promise, and all of a sudden, the Spirit blows into the room, and it looks like, look, look. It looks like they're intoxicated. Why do you say that, J.O.? Because the Bible says that. The outsiders, the cheap seaters, the standbyers are looking by, and they're like, Wait, man, they've been tipping the bottle. Peter's like, no, 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 no. Let me finish, let me finish. It goes on to say, it, it, it says, whatever could this mean? Others mocking, saying, they're full of new wine. There was something that people on the outside was looking on the inside, what was going on. It wasn't wine, but it was the under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Peter, standing up with eleven, raised his voice and said, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let it be known to you and heed my voice or heed my word. For these are not drunk as suppose, as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. It's nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says the Lord. I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Men's will, uh, 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 young men will, will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. There's something beautiful about being under the influence that you see a lot of times. A lot of times you'll see prophecy and you'll see this thing of speaking in tongues. And you'll see it over and over and over in the New Testament. And the outsiders saw this and were like, wow, look at them, man. Some mocking, some amazed, some perplexed. But listen to me. Peter had to explain to them, this is not the influence that you think it is. Some of us know how to get under the influence of different things like love or what have you. But I want to talk to you today about how to get under the influence of the Holy Spirit. I want to give you, listen to me real good, one person got it last night. I want to give you high five of living under the influence. High five of living, somebody, somebody, high five of living under the influence. Two people got it. Okay, here we go. One of the greatest ways to get under the influence is to set under the influencer. 
There is one who's truly anointed. There is one who's truly under the influence. And as you set under the one who influences, it's going to influence you, and you're going to live under the influence because you've sat under the influencer. How does it look? Well, I'm going to tell you right now. It can be seen. It can be spotted. People from the outside looking in can spot it. They'll see that you are different. They did it in the day of the disciples. Acts 4.13 says this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they saw. They saw the boldness of Peter and John. This is what they said about these disciples. And they perceived that they were, look, 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 uneducated. It wasn't because they were masters, bachelors, or doctrine. He goes on to say, they're untrained men. It wasn't because of their education or their skill. But it said this, they marveled and they realized they had been with Jesus. How? How do they, how do they spot them? Because they had long hair and a beard? Maybe they wore Jesus sandals? Maybe they had the same robe? I can tell you, I think they spotted them because they were anointed. They had boldness. They were courageous. Man, they were anointed. They were under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And they saw it on Jesus, and they saw it on the disciples. They're like, they've been with Jesus. If you want to be under the influence, you've got to set under the influencer. Who's the influencer? If you look at Isaiah 60. One, one, on the day when Jesus stepped into the synagogue, isn't it amazing that he opened up and he began to read and he said, this day, this is happening. And he was talking about his own self and it says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He's the one that's anointed. He's the one that's an influencer. And it says, to preach the good tidings of the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of prison doors of those who are bound. Whose influence are you under? Fortune 500, the world, business, educational system, what influence are you under? There's many things out there that are wonderful, nothing wrong, but I'm telling you, as believers, you want to live under the influence, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, sitting at the feet of Jesus, spending time with him every day. If you don't, I'm telling you, the world will take your time and influence you. Wow, you'll be full of the world instead of full of Jesus. Number two, it's a spirit thing. Say that with me. It's a spirit thing. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a spirit thing. Look at one more neighbor. No, one, 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 one more neighbor. It's a spirit thing. It's a spirit thing. It's, a, it's amazing. We do something and something spiritual, and you'll get all kinds of weird feedback because we are so Western and so used to living in the natural. So used to the natural. But it's a spirit thing. What do you think God is? God is spirit. He sent what? His Holy Spirit. We're the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's a spirit thing. It's easy to try to use our natural man to obtain the things of the spirit. 
Have you ever, let me ask you something, have you ever had to, you just got to get a hold of Jesus and you're like, I got to get a hold of you, but you just can't hear him? Anybody else other than me? There's something about us engaging our natural man that works against us in order to connect with the Holy Spirit. Seth tells me, Dad, I, I hear God when I'm cutting the grass. Haven't you told me that? On the way home last night, Radine was talking about she's heard God vacuuming or doing the dishes. I've been hunting before. and All of a sudden, I'm, 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 I'm disengaged of all the things around me, and, and I'm not expecting. And God begins to, I look at a mountain, and God begins to speak to me and download. Listen, sometimes you have to disengage of the natural man. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not in the natural situation, cutting the grass or whatever, but your natural man. Is disengaged and all of a sudden you get downloaded by the spirit of the living God. Watch it. It's like, oh, I'm in the shower and God begins to speak to me. Whatever it is. Because sometimes my natural man works against me. It's like, I got to hear from God. I'm passionate about seeking you. I'm crying out to you. I'm, I'm, I'm. And it's all about I'm. And it's my natural man. And yeah. There's something beautiful about Elijah was a man like you and I, and he fervently sought God, and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. If you're around me, you know I'm going to passionately pray. But there's also something beautiful about I have to disengage my natural man to connect spiritual. It's a spirit thing. Let me back it up with, with Scripture here just for a minute. If you'll turn with me to 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16. It's not going to be on the Sky Bible. I love that you bring your Bibles, and if you don't, I just encourage that you would. I ran into a guy last night, just a wonderful young man. He's like, I got two Bibles, man. I got one that I mark up, and I got one that I just read. I'm like, brother, I love that's Bam, that's so cool. I just love that. 1 Corinthians 2, 10 through 16. But God has revealed them to us his spirit. God has revealed them to us through his spirit. He's talking about wisdom there if you want to read the rest of the chapter. But the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. Go with me. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. You can't, can't obtain it by the natural man. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things and spiritual. Listen to this. I, I really need you to hear this one. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Whenever it's, I'm just engaged naturally. I can look very spiritual. I can look very spiritual. How many know you can just look spiritual? You can look real religious on a Sunday morning. Come on, come on, come on, come on. I can look spiritual. But unless I engage 
honestly and spiritually and disengaged naturally. I don't think I can receive the things of God. God can do whatever he wants, the Bible says in Psalms. He sits in heaven, and he can do whatever he wants. But I speak. There's something beautiful about disengaging and understanding that it is a spirit thing. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. Nor can he who know them, because they are spiritually discerned, but he who is spiritually judged all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of, of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a spirit thing. Disengage in order to engage spiritually. Are you following me today? You feeling me? Three. Be filled. Be filled. Do you think that God wants you? Oh, I got I got baptized in the Holy Spirit March of, I think it was March of 1988. Do you think that's the only feeling that God has for me? Well, I'm glad that you drank a glass of water back in 1988, but you ain't sustained by that glass of water from 1988, yo. Some of you drank coffee and water and juice this morning. First the natural, then the spiritual. Come on, God wants us to be filled daily, running over, flowing over. God, you fill my cup. He wants us flowing over. Come on, be filled. Tell your neighbor right there, be filled. Ephesians 5.18 NLT says this, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ain't no high like the most high. That filled is, it means be filled. It also means replete. It means to cram. It means to level up. How many of us walk around like, ah, I'm so dry. Jay, I've just been in the desert. I'm going to go try out 14 new churches because I'm just living in the desert. Let me go to another church. Got to feed me. Feed me, feed me, feed me, Pastor Jay, feed me. Come on, man. I'm not here to feed you baby food. You have to be responsible to get in God's word, to get in his presence. I can't do that. I'm going to do my best to give you a shot on Sunday or Saturday night. But man, if you wait on that, you're going to be famine by the next week. Give us this day our daily bread. We have to be mature. Get off the milk, man. Get on the meat, man. Come on. Get in the word ourselves. Level up. One of the most beautiful ways, I think, to be filled is the scriptures keep going to the next verse. And I love this. This is what it says. To fill me on this. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Spirit. It flows right into the Scripture. Speaking to one another in Psalms 
and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for him, all things God, to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a beautiful, listen, what a beautiful way to be filled. I'll be walking my dog in the morning. I say, Kai, you walk, daddy's, daddy's going to pray. Now, I know I'm not his daddy, but I, you feel me. Kai, you walk. I'm going to pray. We do this little walk prayer thing. and Sometimes I just start singing. You know, I don't know what my neighbors think of me. I don't really care. Sometimes I'm just out in the woods, you know, with him, and I'm singing. I'm just, ah, maker of the heavens, painter of the sky. I'll just sing. I'll sing some old school stuff because, you know what, I'm making melody out of my heart, and I'll be thanking God. And, and you know what? Something happens. He begins to fill me. We enter into his gates with thanksgiving right through the gates, right into the courts with praise bless his holy name come on you stir up that song that gift inside of you making melody in your heart singing over someone else making a new song like we were doing this morning in worship your cup will fill up ah uh, jay i just don't buy it you should try it yeah i'm not a singer make a noise you don't got to be good at singing make a joyful noise Amen. God will meet you. There's something beautiful about thanksgiving. There's something beautiful about praise and worship. Is it like the world? No. If you haven't been around this before, you're like, dude, I just throw on 99, man, listen to some country music, and I'm down. That's not what I'm talking about. I like country music. But I'm talking about you being filled with the Holy Spirit, you being under the influence of the spirit of the living God, something beautiful. You know, you see David doing this. Saul is sideways. A distressing spirit comes on Saul. Who does he call for? Hey, 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 yo, send that little young man, David. David played on that harp right there, and all of a sudden it would lift off of him. How much more does God want to fill you in this day and time and overflow you and, and be under the influence be filled. Tell your neighbor right there, be filled. How many know you can't really worship Jesus and say and stay a sour puss? You can't. You can't do it. If you're really, you're like, oh, I just go worship God amazing grace. I was you can't stay a sour puss. You can't stay angry and anxious and fearful if you're really engaging in worshiping God. It just is not going to do it comes out of your mouth into your ear down into your heart and all of a sudden wow things have changed you have creation ability inside of you the same the same creation ability your father has he's given to you he spoke everything to existence you have that same ability and it's, whoo, wow life number 4 hook it up say that with me hook it up hook it up what do you mean by that jay let me read a scripture and i think you'll you'll feel it Ephesians 4.16, from whom the whole body joined and knit together. You know, when you, when you crochet or when you knit, you make loops, right? You hook it up. Tell your neighbor right here, hook it up. You don't want to be a loop by yourself. Oh, I'm just a little nasty little loop out here by myself. Well, you don't have to be a nasty loop, but you know what I'm saying. 
be a nice little clean little loop. But you ain't doing nothing, just a little loop. You're not a sweater. You're not a pair of socks. You're not a hat. You're just a loop. But when a, a, a loop connects with another loop and another loop and another loop, and all of a sudden there's loops, and man, I'm hooked up with the loop, and I'm in the new, I'm in the net, I'm in the loop, baby. I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm hooked up. That's what the body of Christ is all about. You've been on the outside so long, you're like, I'm just a loop. Join and knit, listen to the power of it. Join and knit together by every joint supplies according to the effective working of which every part does its share. Look what happens when you're hooked up, when you're looped up, when you're knitted together. Causes growth. You get into something that is healthy, guess what? You're going to get healthy and you're going to grow. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. You want to be connected with other believers, looped up, knitted together, because I got something that you need, and you got something that I need, and they got something we need, and they got something. We all need to be hooked, looped, knitted together. Are you, are you following me? That's vital. If you see this in the New Testament, you'll see uh, Stephen and the seven. What do they do? They, they laid hands on them. And then all of a sudden, Paul runs into 12 disciples. He lays hands on them. They're getting looped up, man. They're getting in that. Oh, Barnabas and Saul, we're going to send you out. Pray, fast and pray. Send them out. They're just getting looped up. The ministry of the body of Christ is not just about one person. It's about all of us ministering to one another. Man, Radine and I have been in this city group. It was a trial city group for three weeks. And it was outrageous. Looped up, hooked up, knitted up. Have you ever like, I, I just don't want to be around nobody today. I don't want to see nobody. I'm just, I, I just want. And then all of a sudden you get with the right people and you're like, wow, I feel great. I don't feel all depressed. I feel excited. I feel full of joy. That's the power of looping, knitting, and hooking up. Because that source, Logan, look, look. That source that's in Logan, all of a sudden we get hooked up and it's like, wow, that brother's rubbing off on me. I like that in the sass leading worship. And, and then, and, wow, get hooked up. If you're going to live under the influence, live with those who are under the influence. How do you know if they're under the influence, J.O.? If it looks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, and I'll add this one, if it tastes like a duck, it's a duck. Get all paranoid. Oh, I don't know. They're part of the cold. What are they? A, a good tree produces good fruit. If you got good fruit, hook it up. Loop it up. We need one another. It's a duck. It's okay. It's a duck. My last one is this. Stir it up. Say that with me. Stir it up. We got into a whole series of stirring. A stirring. Even coming out of the sound, 2 Timothy 1.6 says, Therefore I remind you, and I remind you today, 
need to remind you for tomorrow. I need to remind you for next week. Paul told his son in the Lord, I remind you to stir up the gift of God in you through the laying on of my hands. You, listen, you have gifts inside of you. It's not about three people. My goodness. That's old school. You are kings and priests in this room. You are sons and daughters. You are gifted of the Holy Spirit. Stir up the gift that's inside of you because I need your gift and you need my gift. And that gift in the Greek, you know what that word is? Charisma. I need your charisma. Listen to what I looked up. This This is what it says about charisma. Not the whole definition, a portion of it. I just thought it was beautiful. Grace or gifts denoting extraordinary powers. Do you know there's people in here with beautiful gifts? You just have, man, like the old school song, you got the look or you got it, but you've never submitted them to God. They were given to you at birth, even from the womb, but you've used them for all kinds of reasons. I'm going to tell you right now, God gave you the gifts to, to be used in the church. Look what it says, look what it says. Distinguishing certain Christians and enabling them to serve the church of Christ, the reception of which is due to the power of divine grace operating on their souls by the Holy Spirit. Under the influence. I'm going to tell you right now, you are under an influence. What influence are you under? God wants you to be under the influence of His power, of His Holy Spirit, and His anointing.